Hey you guys, welcome back to Rant Room. Um, I haven't done an episode in a couple of days just because I've been like so busy. I knew that once I got to uni things were going to be really busy again and I wouldn't have time to do much else apart from trying to get my head around what the fuck it is I'm doing at uni. But um, yeah, I kind of... Um, so yeah, I've been pretty busy trying to adjust and um get and get used to the course and figure out what it is I'm actually doing and so far the course is going really well really like it really can't believe I didn't do it before but everything happens for a reason um so yeah it's it's going really well settling into my new city quite well my new home um that's all, so it's all good it's all it's all positive stuff really um, today, this is something I was going to talk about in the next podcast, but I thought I had more ideas for this one today, so I thought I would talk about it today. So, earlier, I saw a, uh, one of those posts on Facebook, and it says, if the person, if the version of you from five years ago could see you right now, then they'd be so proud, keep going. And it got me thinking, um, about, about something I wrote but never published, a little while ago and it was to my I mean it was so long ago now that I when I wrote it it, this was about a year ago or not quite a year ago so I wrote it um probably about 10 or 11 months ago and it was about where I had um where I was five years before that so I mean six years ago now but yeah let's just say five years for a rough amount of time and it got me thinking about where I was five or six years ago and where I want to be in five or six years time so I mean I wrote it like almost a year ago so I mean I was talking about when I was 16 17 about that age and that was a really weird and strange time for me just because I just I mean I didn't know how rough things were going to get but things were still pretty bad and things were still very up in the air for me and I think this is probably the first time in a long time where I'm not all up in the air and I know where things are going but what I'm saying is it took a really 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 long time and it took a lot of hard work and a lot of shit times and a lot of wondering whether I'd actually get to that point where I felt like I could I could deal with it so yeah um so I wrote this letter to myself and it says five years on I know that it's six now but I'm gonna just talk about it anyway so this was to my 16 year old self and I wrote this um, a while back and and it says right now you're 16 years old uh, it's November 2014 so yeah it would have been November last year that I wrote this um, your hair is very long and it's dyed brown and it's all dead at the ends and you are going to regret dyeing it that color when you when you get to 18 or 19 because it's you're gonna have to cut you're gonna have to cut it twice to make sure you've got all the dye out because it's totally killed your hair um, you're in your first year of college with people who you believe are going to be your best friends forever. They won't be. In fact, five years from now, you probably won't talk to any of them anymore. Um, and a year or so after that, even though you probably still feel a bit shit over everything that happened with them, you'll probably just come to accept it. And you'll probably realise that these people aren't in your life for a reason and you don't hold any grudges towards them, even though you might have done for a few years. You don't hold any grudges towards them because life is too short for that and life's too short to go on hating people. It, I think the thing is about hatred 
which I'll probably do another podcast on because it's a really important subject to me. Hating people, um, whatever they've done to you, I mean, it's it's perfectly fine to hate people, but I think at a certain point, it takes more out of you than it does them. They don't, because the thing is, they don't care that they that you hate them. You know, they they don't care. It's take it's more it's more about you than it is about them at, at a certain point. And although I feel like yeah, sometimes you do need to hate someone to get out of your system. At a certain point, you need to you need to stop and you need to think actually, is this doing more harm to them or more harm to me? Because although you might really not be able to stand them, and you probably wouldn't get mind if they got hit by a stagecoach, which is a really mean thing to say, but we've all got that person in our lives that we wouldn't really mind. Or, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't really piss on on them if they were on fire, let's just say that. But like at a certain point, hating people is it takes more out of them. It takes more out of you, sorry, than it does them. And um so you're not gonna you you won't like it's just it's just too hard for you at a certain point. Like it just becomes more about you than it does them and that's that's when you realise that you probably need to let it go which is a really difficult thing to, to do and I talked about letting stuff go in my last podcast which I did a, which I did a few days ago um so yeah on with the letter I wrote to myself also you're the skinniest you will ever be without having to try too hard uh but you don't you don't think about it as much as you should I don't know why I said that I think at that this time when I wrote this I was really struggling with my weight um but and I'd like to add in here you were the least confident with your body you'd ever been back then, or one of the least, and now you're probably a lot more confident than you've ever been with your body, even though you're a couple of stone heavier. And it doesn't matter. Um, Right now, in 2014, your heart is pretty broken. It's the first time that you're experiencing that kind of heartbreak. Oh, honey, this 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 girl, like sixteen year old girl, she does not know what heartbreak is yet. Oh man, it's gonna get nasty. It's gonna get shit. And you're experiencing heartbreak without ever being kissed or touched or made love to. You haven't at this stage in your life. You haven't even kissed a boy, much less anything else. You haven't. You don't know what it's like, and you think about what it would be like all the time. And in the end, you're gonna waste that first kiss and that first time on somebody who you'll who you won't talk to past the age of 18 or 19 and somebody who you accept that it happened with but kind of wish you waited with and in a few years time you'll come to regret it but you'll you ask what you'll do and you feel weird because like like I just said nobody's kissed you or touched you or anything like that yet and you're sort of starting to think why hasn't this happened for me? Why is nobody interested in me? So you're making stuff up and you're making out like you have done all this stuff with boys, even though you've done fucking nothing. Like you've never even really had a guy look in your direction. And it's not because you're not attractive, which I know is what this 16-year-old girl is thinking right now. She's thinking that, oh, she's like, nobody's looking at me because I'm not, I'm not fit. It's like, or I'm not pretty. If, and if I look at pictures of myself when I was 16 now, I honestly think it's probably the best looking I ever was. And I, I think that I was probably at my, my peak attractiveness when I was actually at that age. So, um, or maybe a year or so after, 16, 17, 18, I'd say I was pretty cute. Um, 
19 started to go a bit downhill because I got fat, but you know, that, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, and at this stage in your life, you're pretty broken. At the age of 16, you were sitting in a park alone, crying in the dark in the middle of December when it was freezing cold and icy because you felt so depressed. And I'm not going to lie to this 16-year-old girl here. It is going to get so much worse before it gets better. And I know that is that is not reassuring at all. You're going to spend the next five, six years doing a lot of crying. You are going to cry at college. You're going to cry in the toilets. You're going to cry in the classroom. You are going to cry in your mum's house. Uh, in that in that awful fake white bed with the diamonds on since you've had since you were 10 years old and, and when you go home at the age of 22 you'll still sleep in that bed and you know and it will still be a crappy bed that still hasn't fallen apart even though you are double the size of when your mum bought it um you're gonna cry in your grandparents house you're gonna cry in your uni halls in the centre of Leicester. You're going to cry in many pubs and restaurants across Leicester. You'll cry in the you'll you'll cry in all of the favourite spots. If you look at a map of pubs and bars in Leicester, I've probably cried in like ninety five percent of them. And at this point, I've, I just own it. Um, you're going to cry in in many 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 uni uni buildings. Um, at DMU, you're going to cry three different student houses, probably four by the time this year is over, but I haven't cried in this one yet, which is... Actually, no, no, I lie, I have, it's four. <laughs> oh, I thought I was doing so well. Um, in in the hospital where you worked, in, in your driving instructor's car, in an abortion clinic, and for the next five years, not going to lie, you're not going to stop crying. And if you do, it'll only be for a break, and then you'll cry again. You'll become known as the crier of your group, the very emotional one who can't really control her feelings. And for the next five years, you're going to cry, and you're going to cry after that, and you're going to cry. Just, you're going to cry a lot. It's just you cry over your weight because soon enough, you think you're fat now. You're going to be thirteen stone soon enough, and you'll you'll cry over the nasty things that your mum says in the middle of a fight over your friends who aren't really your friends you'll cry over your dad and your stepdad and no you might think that you know right now your dad's not talking to you and it's only been a year or so or two years maybe um and he won't he won't be talking to you five years from today or even six or maybe even longer than that it might be a long time before you speak to him again and you are still very angry and you know although you are angry you have sort of started to recognize like I said before that hating him is not helping you in fact it's just making you hate yourself more than you already do and you realize that there's not much point in hating him because hating him doesn't bring anything to your life not caring about him is the more peaceful option and it takes time to do that but you you learn to do it as time goes on and you do learn to let go and you'll cry over so many men assorted men and like just all of them and in a few years time the ones you're crying about now really won't seem that that relevant to your life you'll struggle to remember their names well not not their first names but definitely their last names you'll feel like oh who is that and when what when was that and you'll and you'll struggle because your memory will already be going to shit even at the age of 22 
um, five years from now, you will have met your best friends in the most random ways possible. Um, you will be, you'll be friends with people who, who you went, who you went home with after nights out. People who, you just, uh, who you met in, who you met in, on the first days of lectures, and um, you'll be friends with, um, like people who you met on like in group chats just before uni. You'll be friends with. Uh, you'll be friends with the girl who dangled her um her highlighter hair onto your onto your table, um, in in sociology and, um and laughed and laughed and met, told jokes and made you laugh in class. You'll be friends with all those people, and you don't realise it yet because it was always really hard for you to make friends. But actually, you will be friends with people and you will meet them in the most random ways that you couldn't have really imagined. And it's different for everybody, but you will meet those people, and those people are the ones who will stay in your life for a really long time. And these people are going to get you through the hardest time in your life. They'll make you see that although you don't, and you still might not, you will love yourself, and you should love yourself. And because of them, you then will begin to recognise your self-worth, and after 22 years... You do start to see, although you might not fully be fully okay by yourself and you might still want to look for validation and you might worry about being alone, you realise that you can actually do it and that you will do it. Even if it doesn't happen straight away, you know that you're working towards it and you're okay on your own. And yeah, okay, you get lonely sometimes because everybody around you does seem to have someone and sometimes that makes you sad because you feel like, you still feel like today, you know, what, what is it I'm doing wrong? Am I doing something wrong? But then you think, actually, the only thing I'm doing, the thing you'll realise then, like five years from the 16-year-old you are now, like, or 17-year-old you are now, is like, it's not you that's wrong, it's how you treat yourself that's wrong. That's the issue. And you know that it's not you, or if it is, then it's just the way you're treating yourself. You know that you're still growing and you've just not met the the person who you want to be with just yet. Or maybe you have and you're just not ready to be together. It's a possibility. We don't know. Nobody knows. Um, but when, but then, I was thinking about this girl I was like five, six years ago. And I, I was thinking, and I don't know for sure if you'll be over the worst of it by, like, at this point. I don't know if I'm over the worst of it. But a lot of the stuff that you worried about then, you won't worry about now. Um, your the self hatred, the inability to go and find help, the embarrassment, the awkwardness. A lot of that will go as you come out of your teenage years and you hit your twenties. It's not going to be gone, and it's not going to be. It's not going to go fully, at least not yet. And but they, but all of those issues will slowly start to fade out. And by the end of 2020, your biggest issue will be trying to sort your money out and doing your masters and just and just working hard, which, to be honest, is a lot of. It's just a normal thing when you're in your twenties, isn't it? And that those will be your biggest problems, and everything else will have actually worked out quite nicely. Nothing you're worried about now, as a 17 year old, is going to be of any of any bother to you in five years now, five years time. And 
you and at the moment like this and at that time you don't love yourself nearly as much as you could you should and I'd love to tell you that you do now the truth is you don't not quite yet but what you do what you are doing is that you have realized that you do have the capability to love yourself and even if you don't love yourself then maybe you like yourself more than you did five years ago and right now 2014 2015 you're only just discovering that you can attract men sometimes and it's going to be a quality that once you realize that you've got it you're going to become addicted to it really addicted to it and you're going to rely on it to make you feel better about your whole life and fight for five years until something goes way off track and makes you rethink everything and um you at uh, 17 yeah you thought about your future you want children in a stable relationship and by by 21 22 you'll have had two boyfriends both for not for both like not for a very long period of time you thought by now you probably would be in a serious relationship and you thought maybe you'd be you'd be going further into that and sorting out your life with them but it hasn't happened and there's a reason for that because you're not you weren't ready to do that yet and you're still not um you haven't fully realized what it is to be in love with somebody yet although you think you've come close you might you you, you don't really know to be honest and it's it's a difficult thing and for both of the guys who you were with you sort of felt like almost like the rebound girlfriend you know something that nobody should ever be and you've been by this age, by 22, you've been through something really traumatic, traumatic that you didn't think you'd ever go through. You've had a termination and it was the hardest thing you ever had to do, but you're getting through it one day at a time. And you still think about the baby you would have had and you think that it would have been three months old by now, but you know that you made the right decision and you know that one day, actually not one day because you know now that you don't regret your decision, and that deep down you know that is the decision that shaped your life and and the that the one that that pushed you over the edge and made and turned you instead of making you break down and just kill you off it turned you into a real adult like the first one was cutting off your dad the second was moving to to Leicester and leaving home for good and having all those experiences and the third and this is the third the one that will the one that has shaped is starting to shape the way you look at men and love and self-love and self-respect and self-esteem. That was falling pregnant and going through a termination during what was supposed to be a retrospective year out to save money. And you didn't save any money, no, you didn't. Just you have just come to the end, it's five years on, you've just come to the end of your year out and started your masters. You have three pounds seventy-six in your bank account. And yeah, okay, it's not great. It's really not good. So you didn't save any money at all, actually. In fact, you probably did the opposite. But you passed your driving test, you reinsured your car, put it back on the road. And you did all of this cool stuff. You graduated, you got, you got an internship, and you did all this cool stuff that you never thought you'd be able to do. Um, and you know that having the baby at that point would have just been another way to solve the, solve your crippling loneliness and which isn't fair on a baby and it isn't fair on you so instead of being upset about what you think is your loneliness maybe you should embrace being young and single which I think sometimes even now even though you know you should be embracing it you forget to do it even though your life is easier as it is 
So, you know, why would you want to... A lot of people have kids when they're 21 or 22 and they're great parents and they do really well and they really, really smash it. And I'm not saying to you that you... And I'm not saying to you or me or myself or whoever the fuck it is I'm talking to that I wouldn't have. I think I would have, but I think it would have been hard. Um, But I think you made the decision for, for yourself that you thought was right. You you didn't want to tie yourself down with, with the child because you didn't you didn't think you could give it everything it needed and you didn't you didn't have wanna have wanna have the baby with the person who got you into that situation in the first place because you didn't like him as a person, so why would you want to do that? You know, you you feel like the baby that you will have in the future will deserve better and be and you know, deserves a better life and you deserve a better life as well. A lot of people have babies right at this age because they think they're because they're happy and they feel happy in themselves, and that's good. But I think for me, wasn't happy. And although my seventeen-year-old self will probably think that I would be happy by twenty-one or twenty-two, truth is I wasn't. Not not until maybe right now. So I mean, that's five years ago. I was a really different person. I was. And looking back on it, I can see how far I've come. Like, even in the... Like, I'm sitting in my room now, like, my new room. And I've got pictures all around me on my walls to see... To show me how far I've come, you know, and, and how much I've done in the past five years. It's it's actually pretty insane to, to look at it. Because I can see it on my walls. I've got a photo wall. And I'm just looking at these pictures now. Or squinting at them because my glasses aren't on and my eyesight's getting bad. And I've, I'm looking at all the places I've been to and my graduation pictures and all the friends I've made that I can, that I can literally staring at right now. And the whole reason I'm here is because I worked hard and I got into uni again. And that's a pretty good feeling. And I, you know, I drove myself here when, in, when a couple of years ago or even a year ago, I had no confidence to even believe I could drive down the road by myself. And but I got myself here. And I've done all this by myself, and that's a really good feeling, because although I expected that I would want to do all this with a guy, I haven't I haven't done it for a guy or because of guy. It's it's a nice feeling, and it's not something it's not exactly where I thought I'd be, but I'm happy with where I am. And so yeah, that that was where I was five years ago. That's where I am now. And I don't know where I'll be five years from now. I'll be 27, nearly 28, which is a very weird feeling. I mean, that's still pretty young, but I mean, I don't know. To me, it just sounds like, because in my head, I still think I'm 18. Um, And I don't know where I'll be. It'll be 2025. I mean, God, I can't imagine that. And I think for what I hope for then, when I'm 27, I hope that I love myself as much, so much that I don't, Need, think about needing a man to do it for me and I don't think about needing someone to do anything for me that I'm completely independent at the moment I'm in a hell of a lot of debt which isn't really not really a nice feeling and it's not just student debt it's uh, stupidity debt as well and stupid shit that I've done with money over the years um, and I hope in five years time I'll have cleared all that and I hope that I will you know be able to you know, just settle properly. I hope I've got a proper career and I hope I haven't given up writing because I still 
even though I've changed the path of my career where I want to go, I still really enjoy writing and I really enjoy podcasting and doing all this creative stuff as well. So I really hope that I'm still passionate about that. And if I do have a, a, a man in my life, I hope that he'd better be the loveliest human being there is out there because I don't think I deserve anything less than that, to be honest. I mean, I, I think like that might sound a bit cocky, but I think you have to realise what you deserve and what you need. Otherwise, you know, you don't you don't get it because you settle for less. And um, I don't think I deserve anything less than that. And I hope he's everything. If he, if if I if he if that is the case, that he's everything that I've ever waited for. Um, I'm not waiting anymore because I can't be fucking asked to wait around while I'm pining for a dude, especially one who doesn't even want me. So I mean, like, what's the point in that? You're just putting your life on hold, aren't you? Um, because I've gone through all the shit I've been through, and I've actually come out stronger, even with like more like with with a bit more self-respect and a bit more self-love than I had five years ago. Quite a lot more, actually. Like, right now, as, uh, as, I'm, say, I'm, talk- as I'm talking, I'm 22. I'm, I'm single, but that, that doesn't define me. And actually, if it did, I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest. It's like, it's not the be-all and end-all. And... It's, um... And I could still be with the boyfriend I had when I was 20 years old um, in like this pretty much, you know, uh, an abusive relationship that's waiting to happen. And would I be happy? Or, you know, I could still be in that relationship five years from now, but would I be happy? No, I wouldn't be because it wasn't what I wanted. He, I didn't, I wanted to be with somebody. And, that, and at that point, I don't think it mattered who it was. I just wanted someone. As bad as it sounds, I didn't want to be on my own. But being on your own is way, way less lonely than being with the wrong person. And although it's hard because everybody around you, everybody, well, everybody around you is in 16-year-old me or 17-year-old me, and everybody around me now at 22 seems to be falling in love. And, and a year ago, almost, I... Um, I had an abortion when I wanted to, when part of me, a really big part of me actually wanted to keep the baby and love it and raise it with everything I had, which was not a lot. I mean, like I said, I've got a £3.79, I'm in massive debt. Uh, what did I say, £3.76 or £3.70? I don't know, but it's, it's £3 something, let's just leave it out. And, you know, like, six pa- bad pairs of Converse's. Um, a... A Volkswagen up. Oh, I just I shouldn't have probably said what I drive on there. <laughs> um, uh, and you know, at the time, a um, a zero hour contract as a barista in a hospital. You know, and it can be really hard to stick to your guns and be by yourself, even though that's what you know. If you know that's what you need, because and I knew at the time it was what I needed. And ironically, at the time, I was when I found out about the baby, I was actually wanting to do all this stuff and really work on myself when I found out because I was sick of who I was and just needing guys who I didn't even like that much to validate me I was sick of it and ironically that is when I found out and it really pushed me to make a lot of decisions in a way that if if it hadn't happened the way it did I'm not sure that that I would be where I am now and I'm not sure I would have pushed myself to do any of the things I've done in the past year. 
So it can be hard to stick to your guns and be by yourself, even if you know that's what you need. But I hope that, you know, 27-year-old me knows how much of a queen that makes that, that makes her. And even if right now I don't really feel like that. And I know that uh, in five years' time, I'll know how much I struggled to be on my own back then and how I couldn't didn't think I could hack it. But I know that she'll love herself even more for getting through it. And it hurts right now, right now at this minute in 2020. It's a weird year. Everything's all over the place. You know, there's coronavirus, which hopefully won't be a thing in 2025, but uh, or at least if it is, that they've fucking learned how to deal with it and nowhere still in lockdown because the thought of that just makes me so sad. Oh, that's another thing. I want to be so well-travelled in 2025. I want to be like, I want to have gone loads of different places and just gone all over the world, really. That, that would be so cool. Um, but no, not all the time. It doesn't hurt as much as it did most of the time. Like, for the last couple of weeks, actually, I've been quite optimistic. I've come off my medication, which is strange, but it's nice. Um, and a year ago when I was coming home and sometimes at times I felt like I didn't have anyone and I just felt really lonely. Um, and I felt like, although everybody around me seemed to have somebody to watch them when they were tired or look after me when they were sick, look, look after me when I was sick and like sometimes I didn't feel all the time like I had that as much as the people did and it sucked but I was grateful in the end for what I did have uh and but that person doesn't always come in the form of a relationship it comes in the form of friendships and in family and yourself so don't so I hope that myself I hope that when I'm 27 I know not to validate myself through 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 those kind of things and to value what I do have in my life which is really good friends really good family, a really good career ahead of me. Um, and is, as for a relationship, well, I hope when that happens, I'll be, that'll, that'll be at a time where I've worked on myself and where I'm, when I've taken care of myself and actually been patient and not settle for something that I don't think is right. I think the best things in life are actually the things that you, you actually wait a long time for. And so, like, I mean... It took me four years all in all to pass my driving test, but do I think I'm a better and safer driver for it? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not. I'm still not the safest driver. I mean, I cut people off every now and again, but I think I'm a much better driver than I what than I would have been if I'd passed, say, like when I was eighteen. Because and I mean it. Like my fr- my cousin always talks about how he he met his best mates at uni and like how they were they're literally like godsend of people and he said that. And, I mean, it took me 20 years to find the friends who were like that for me. And I was lonely for years and years. I remember when I was 15, I think I've spoken about this before, I spent my I spent my 15th birthday alone in the school toilet. That was nearly eight years ago. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, I don't even want to be here. Like, this this just sucks. It was a really low point. And I, don't, I only realised, like, a few years after, like, talking about it now, how low that was. And I didn't think that six, seven, eight years from now, I'd be bringing groups of my friends together at uni and bringing my cousin and my brother and my friends all together and that my friends would pick me up after a low point in my life and that they'd care about me and know me so well that they knew exactly what to get me for Christmas and, like, they bought me... They oh, This was last Christmas, right? They bought me this, um, this pair of shoes that I'd been eyeing up for about 
it's probably about four or five months but I didn't have the money and so they split they split the money and they bought me them for Christmas and and you know when these are the same people who when I was literally like lost and alone like pregnant in a situation where that I got myself into because I was lonely and didn't and didn't want to like be on my own like romantically so I settled for a fucking twatty guy who I actually didn't even fancy um that they were the ones who picked me up and they were the ones who looked after me when I had no idea what I was going to do and I was at quite possibly the lowest point in my life and they also supported me as I picked it up and I worked it out and I never thought I'd have those type of friends when I was 15, 16, even 17, like that's what I'm saying. Five years ago I had no idea I would have those kind of friends in my life, but then then I found one from back home who is still my best friend today, and then I found the rest of them at uni. And But all these years on I do have those friends, and I've got quite a few of them, so I don't, I, I mean who knows where I could be in another seven years, I'm 30 nearly, oh god, <laughs> can't imagine being 30, um, and I know, and right now it hurts, like, because sometimes, not as bad as it did, because obviously I was writing this at the end of last year, and this was a month after everything happened, but at the time, a year ago or so, it hurt when I saw everybody announcing their pregnancies when I was supposed to be having the, having a baby myself, um, and it hurt thinking about the due date, and actually... For anybody who's gone through it and struggled, um, I I don't know about you, but I really found comfort after my due date had passed because it felt like the day that I was dreading had kind of gone. And that was when I really sort of started to put things behind me, I'd say. Um, there, but what I'd say, even if you if you made a hard decision and you wasn't in your in your, what oh, I was about to say, you wasn't. Oh god, my grammar. It's all over the place. Um, there are going to be times where the decision that you made, whether it, it, it could be anything, it doesn't even have to be that, it can be any big decision that you made. When that decision shines through in everything in your life and you're you're working in a career that you're passionate about and you come home feeling like you made a difference or you've written something great um, and that is a long way from where I would have been if I had made a different decision and it doesn't mean that I don't want to have kids because I do I just not ready for them yet and I know I'm not ready for them yet and I know if I'd had a baby this year I would have been a worse mum compared to if I if I wait you know um and I don't I don't I know what it's like to have no dad or shit dad and I wasn't gonna, about to do that to my kid because uh, I wasn't about to have a kid who uh, I wasn't about to be still working in the same shitty job that I had been um, since I was 20, uh, coming home, being grumpy at my little kid and um, it's a useless, smelly father who has probably bailed on it yet again. And and this way, you know, it's, it's I'm not saying that, you know, like people aren't happy with that life because a lot of people are and a lot of people really smash motherhood. I just think I will, I will do it better when I'm better, personally. Like that's just me. Um, I feel like there's a lot more I need to do first, and there's a lot of it I can do with kids. But when I'm ready, because I want to be. A lot of people say this, they want to be financially stable, which I am absolutely so far from. 
my credit score is shot. It's absolutely disgusting. I can't even look at it. It actually makes me want to cry. So I'm not about to bring any kids into that when I can't even, when I know that I'd get rejected to buy a fucking house. So, you know, um, and a lot of these things, a lot of the decisions I made, I know that they're going to shine through in the rest of my life and that I'm going to realise time and time again that I've made the right decisions for me. And because things will be better for them. And, yeah, I mean, and as for, like, relationships, like, I guess, like, um, every, I guess every guy who I thought may have been right, maybe, like, hasn't been completely, and a lot of them have been more wrong than others, like, I'll say that for one thing, like, they've been, like, I mean, I've, I've, I've met a lot of guys and I've liked a lot of guys, and well I mean everybody who I thought might have been right for me hasn't quite been or in a worse situation actually because I I kind of find that a harder pill to swallow it's just been the completely wrong time and it's not been I've not been ready more recently that's been the case like I found up until I was about 21 I was picking the complete wrong people and anybody who I could find who I thought would take me because I felt like I was worthless um they were not right for me obviously because that that was just my brain trying to tell me look these people aren't right for you just like pick someone who is and then when I started making better decisions even if sometimes they didn't work out this year when I actually got back into dating again briefly I met people who were nicer generally and um might have been better for me but uh, I still wasn't ready myself and sabotaged it all it all with other people it was it felt better and right and natural but the complete wrong time which can be really difficult because I think sometimes if someone's an arsehole they're an arsehole if timing is off that's something else it's harder to deal with um, they don't, they don't quite fit, not completely, and most of them, maybe, with the exception of one or two, uh, they've been you trying to jam something, like, you know, like, when you've got a fucking European or UK plug, right, and you're trying to put it into a socket that does not fit, and it just won't fucking do it, no matter how much you try, it's like that, um, you know, they're either, like, too religious, too depressive, put everything on you, too manipulative, fuckboys, uh, creepy, and all more often than not, it's that little bit of awkwardness and uncomf- and and being uncomfortable, being too fucked up. Just no, they know all the spots that will trigger you, and they use them to their advantage. Um, you know, it's, that you've rushed, you've you've just kind of made the wrong decisions because you feel like you want to be in a relationship and you don't care who it's with almost uh people feel too sorry for themselves too self-absorbed um and maybe they just don't quite get you and they don't get what you're about they don't get the humor and sometimes there's people who do and unfortunately like those are the ones like i say that are harder to deal with because you always wonder 
But there will be one who is right, eventually. Don't know when. Not really counting, not really looking. And someone who understands it all. You know, it's 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 difficult. Um, it is very, very difficult to kind of think about that. But I think when you know that things are going to go better in the future and you know that you deserve better, you sort of aim for better, don't you? So, yeah, that's, um, so that's what I wanted to say about where I was five years ago and where I want to be five years' time. Bit of a long one, but I hope you enjoyed my little rant, or at least could relate to it in some way. Have a good day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.